Welcome to the Pandora Podcast, where fellowship-trained pain specialists Dr. Melissa Cady and Dr. Kevin Cucaro reveal the secrets of pain care, including harmful practices, healthy tips, and the hope found through the science of pain. Please note, this podcast is for entertainment purposes only and does not constitute a physician-patient relationship. Please discuss your medical issues with your personal health professional. For more information and free resources, visit Pandora.com. Now on to the show. We are back with another episode covering the coronavirus and more importantly, strategies to deal with the stress, just all this, you know, being isolated or socially distant um, from people, not necessarily fully isolated. I think we, some of us have family around or we can communicate in different ways. Uh, but I know that Dr. Kevin and I would love to discuss some of these strategies that are really great strategies for just stress itself or anxiety and just dealing with life. But I think this pandemic is really creating a perfect opportunity to discuss these things on, because we're all at a heightened level with this, I think in a, in a massive way. What's your thoughts on one of those first strategies, Dr. Kevin? Well, I, I was a couple of things. I think number one, or these self-care strategies are things that we should all be doing anyway. Uh, but they just become much, much more prominent when we're under some significant distress. Uh, the other thing I want to say is if you look at me and I'm ghosting around, that's because I actually <laughs> am a ghost. Um, I'm using this new technology to project a visual field so that you don't see my dirty room behind me. So anyway, <laughs> I'm not really a ghost. I just want you to, you know. I'm just, really Dr. Katie, though. I'm not a ghost. <laughs> you're, you're the non-ghost. Um, <laughs> But you know these self-care strategies, and a lot of them may sim seem simple, but they're they're like critically important to your health, and they're even more important when you're under significant distress. That that threat-based stress, stress where your brain is basically saying, "Hey, something th something's crazy is going around, and I don't think it's going to turn out really well." And when you have that level of of stress in your life, the physiology in your body changes, uh, and that's good in small little doses. Like if the tiger is going to attack you and it bites you, you know, those changes are actually good. If the tiger bites you, it gets you get ready to heal, gets you ready to, you know, blood goes there, clots well, uh, your immune system's all revved up. But the problem is that if, if the tiger doesn't bite you and that leads on for on and for days and days and days and certainly months and months and months, um, those things that were mobilized to both endocrine factors and immune factors that were mobilized to help you out, uh, they don't do really well when there's nothing to fight other. And so they start doing not so good things. Um, so super, super critical to do when you're not under stress and absolutely vital to do when you're under significant distress. Uh, so one simple one would be if you're already in a quarantine or should we say um, a restricted environment where you're at home, uh, one big one is to make sure that you're sleeping. And we had talked about sleep. That's one of the, the, the key things to start off. And how are you going to sleep effectively? Uh, uh, a sleep specialist that I, that I know had a great saying where it's basically, if you're not physically tired, you're not going to be able to be, how, was it, how did she phrase it? So like, if you're not physically tired, you're not going to be able to be mentally tired, which is what you're going to be needing to do to sleep, right? So if you don't exhaust your body, uh, you're much more likely to lie awake all day. And if you're trapped in your house, it may be that you aren't moving too much or you're sitting on the couch and doing those things. So that home exercise, I think, is a big one. Actually, that, that kills two birds with one stone because now it you get does. the physical exercise, but it also <laughs> stimulates good immune factors and actually is a, is a distress reducer. Uh, and then that also facilitates sleep, which is a powerful restorative effect on your body. So those would be my two bigs, move and sleep. Definitely. And I'll have to add to the, the sleep aspect because I, it was really... 
um, impressed by just a lot of the research done in the world of sleep. And I mentioned the book um, because I've read it, uh, Matthew Walker, Why We Sleep, and talked about even losing one to two hours every night and how that can depress your immune system by 50 or 60%. Don't quote me exactly on those numbers, but it was in that ballpark. But a lot of times we minimize that little deprivation, but chronically doing that over time has a significant impact on overall health. And in this world with this pandemic, we want to, you know, obviously we all want this quick fix and this magic cure and, and something to target it or some vaccine to prevent it. All of us want that. But in the meantime, we have to still take care of ourselves. And so sleep is that number one thing. And if we're not having to get up to go to work, I would say the biggest priority is get your sleep. And if you've not made good habits in your life, a lot of times the easiest, best time when you have the most willpower is after a good night's sleep. And when you wake up the next day, just make yourself go outside and go for a walk. Like the movement we're talking about, if it is a safe environment to go outside. And if not, maybe just open the window and look outside, make yourself feel like you're outside and various, I mean, it could be just basic yoga movements and you don't have to be hardcore. There's plenty of YouTube videos out there, but if you're a beginner, I always remind people, don't act like you're going to run the marathon within 24 hours. You know, start with real simple, gentle things and you can progress over time and actually maybe improve your fitness, even though you've been stuck at home and, you know, just walking can save lives in so many different ways. And I don't have to hit all the medical points on that, but most of us know we need to do that. So if you don't feel inclined to do it and you are living with somebody, maybe a child, and you want to be a good role model, make sure you both get a good night's sleep and go outside together and do it together. You actually have time to chat with your own family member. Um, so I, I definitely agree with those first two points. And, and actually what you reminded me of too is if being stuck at home it could be very, very easy for your sleep to get disrupted, not even due to the stress that we're under, right? So some of us, like me, my stress trigger, one of my big ones is I do have difficulty sleeping when I'm under stress. It's like, that's just one of the ways I recognize I'm under stress. Um, but when, and we're already stressed out, so you may already have problems sleep there. But the other thing is if, if your schedule gets disrupted, say you are um, either working at home or worse, maybe, you're, you're furloughed simply because of the nature of the world that we're in. And now you have this nebulous zone where you no longer have that structure anyway. And, and sometimes we like to push against the structure and we wish, oh, you know, if I didn't have to go to work. But what that structure allows you to do is to have a, a very routine sleep pattern. Mm -hmm. And if you start losing that sleep pattern, it becomes much more difficult to get restorative sleep. And this seems to be the older that we get, the more important it is to have really a fixed bedtime and a fixed wake up time. So I would highly recommend people that even if you, you're not working or you're out of work or, or you can, you're working at home so you can work whenever you want to and you don't have to go in the office at eight o'clock, is if you normally get up at six, continue getting up at six. Continue to pretend that you're going in the office just so you, you keep that normal sleep architecture going. And in in, in the other part, um, you know, it, it, having that structure, the, if we have a structure that we can kind of fit into, uh, it's a little bit healthier for brains in a lot of ways because then it's not going, well, what am I supposed to do? What am I supposed to do? What am I supposed to do now? Right. You know, this is what I'm supposed to do. This is the story. You know, this is kind of the pattern I'm fitting and it makes it a lot easier on the decision fatigue. Right. I can't say that I've um, been really, I think because psychologically or I just, I realize that I'm probably not going to be getting up early. <laughs> 
for a little while um, that I've given myself that permission to go to bed a little later, but I'm still getting like eight or nine hours of sleep um, uh, consistently, which I feel very rested every day. So that's, that's a, a plus, but um, I'll need to, you know, shift it by an hour <laughs> or 30 well, you minutes. May, you may be one of those people that just doesn't have a problem. My, my mom has no problem with sleep ever. Like, yeah, falls asleep. I, yeah. Court, my, you know, my husband, he, he's not, he's more of a night owl and mine depends on what my life consists of, but I, I've never had trouble sleeping. He's more like you. Like if there's stress, it might affect his sleep more than it would me. Um, I have to have extreme, extreme stress um, where it, I do have trouble waking up abruptly early or, you know, having trouble going to sleep, Mm. but that's it. I know that it takes an extreme amount um and that happens very rarely i've, I've been very blessed <laughs> just, at least at this point in my my life that i can get my sleep the things that are affected is how i prioritize my activity or the kind of food i eat that's sometimes how my stress um, manifests mm-hmm. and those choices um, but speaking of other choices for self-care i think i think most of multiple communities um, in wellness, medical would say that breathing and how just being mindful of our own, just what we're going through instead of just being a victim to it and slowing down and taking a deep breath. And there's all different types of ways of doing relaxation exercises. And for me, I just tend to slow down. Actually, my iPhone watch will... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, well, let me know if I'm not honest with myself that I need to breathe. Um, but, you know, just breathing in for several seconds and then holding it for several seconds and then exhaling for an extended period of time uh, really helps with that. And it's helped even friends of mine who've had some, you know, panic attacks or uh, issues with that. What about you? Oh, I, you know, breathing is one of my favorite kind of tools like wellness tools that there is and if you could package what you could do with slow deep breathing it would be the number one best-selling drug in in the history of medicine right Uh, because it is it is so unbelievably powerful it's powerful as a you know as a prn as needed thing so you know if you're ever getting all worked up and the thing that you do is you create that pause that's the magic pause button where you stop you take a big deep breath in from your belly Hold it for a couple of seconds and let it out slowly. You can either do it through your mouth or your nose, and then do that two to two to six times. Uh, and, and it's free. Free, yeah, free and most and easy. Like <laughs> there's nobody out there that can breathe because I guarantee you're doing it right now. All we have to do is change it a little bit. Yeah. Uh, and that pause button is it's it's profound. And then if you are doing it more from a meditative or restorative fashion, then you can even do it where you set a timer and then you're just doing slow deep breathing for start with one minute. And then kind of go from there. I built an entire stress program over breathing. And we started with literally, I think we started with one minute, maybe it was two minutes and just kind of built it up over time so that you're getting the practice of breathing and you're doing it in calming your mind down at least once or twice a day. And then you start building in that area of, okay, well, if I'm feeling stressed, how can I do something right now? And it's that, you've been slow, deep breath. Um, And it's, it is, it is just so powerful. It's, and in fact, it's, it's so simple. I don't think people appreciate it because it is so simple. Right. But it's the simple things that are the best type of things to have. Right. But it's like, it actually is so much more complex internally. Like just oh, yeah. from a, the one conscious thing you can do, even though it's an unconscious thing too, 
that it's the one conscious thing you can do to interrupt your pattern because of the vagal nerve. I mean, you can correct me on any of this, but it has multiple connections throughout our body on how it impacts the system. So one little simple thing actually has a complex interaction within the body that you can control. You know, I, I think that's pretty fascinating, but I'm kind of a geek or nerd about that stuff. Well, and, and some people want to know that. Well, how can, you, how can breath be so powerful? Well, if you have your sympathetic nervous systems engaged, that's the fight, flight, or freeze response, and it starts doing and it's shunting blood all those other places. Well, the, the kind of the counterbalance of that is the parasympathetic nervous system, the rest, relax, and recover system. And the easiest way that you can engage that system is, is slow, deep breathing. That's like, right. I mean, it, there's all sorts of other ways, you know, exercise can do it. Um, uh, you know, focused activity can do it. Focused, relaxing activity, uh, flow state, uh, but breathing, it's so easy, you know, and it's, and it's, you know, there, I, if when, when you're in doubt, I used to say when in doubt, breathe, it's really is when in doubt, breathe it out. So anytime you're feeling stressed and you don't know what's going on, take that big breath and breathe out, breathe out all that doubt that you possibly can and just keep doing it until things start calming down. And it is, uh, and it just, you know, it's not just your breathing. It's not just your oxygenation. It actually does affect your cardiac tone. It affects all those other areas of the body as well because the parasympathetic nervous system basically engages every single organ system in your body. So, yeah, it's, it's amazing. Yeah, that, this whole idea of, of slowing down and taking a deep breath is, and this is my perspective, is that it interrupts a pattern. And the pattern has been on, you know, fight or flight or freeze or this overall stressed system. And it's ironic that, and not really that ironic to me, but it, it, it is interesting that interrupting a pattern in so many different ways, whether I'm sitting here, your body subconsciously sometimes wants to interrupt the pattern by shifting you because of the pressure and lack of blood flow in one area it wants to shift. It knows how to keep yourself in balance so you don't develop an ulcer on your rear end. And if I'm sitting for long periods of time, um, even just standing up for one minute or walking around, go downstairs, grab water, come back up. I can sit a lot longer. I mean, even when I do, if someone wants to just do push-ups and they only could do 10, if they give themselves a little break and interrupt the pattern, and there's a lot of reasons for these things, but, but you can go back and do more, even when you're about to fall on your face. Like if you just think about interrupting your pattern and you know, that, that goes a long way in, in how you're, um, maybe just having a little variety, maybe, you know, when it comes to coping with these stresses is do something enjoyable and, and, um, you know, try something new novel, um, as far as maybe a different kind of book you've always been wanting to read or take advantage of those things that you feel like you never had time for. But. Absolutely. Absolutely. Although there's, you know, there's some people who are saying, I'm so stressed out. I can't think about anything else. Right? Breathe. And that, and it would be, yeah. Stop and, and stop and breathe. <laughs> And then the other part about that, I guess, is because if you are, um, when you are under like horrible distress, it, in the, the, again, in the, you know, breathing is key. You, it is, becomes more difficult to think kind of big picture. You're actually focus of your perception mm -hmm. down and you start just thinking immediate actions. So an immediate action you can do in that scenario is if, you, if you're living in a time of significant uncertainty, which we are. But now you're living in a period of personal uncertainty. Maybe you're now having financial stressors. Maybe you have a loved one in the hospital or something else. Um, after you've started the breathing, so you put that pause button, one of the things that you can do is then actually express those fears. And writing in that regard, I'm not talking 
expressive writing per se, which is a different kind of fool, is just actually being able to specifically list out what those fears and concerns and stressors are and write them down so that they're now visible. Because mm-hmm. now instead of having a, uh, an invisible fear or a poorly defined fear, what you're getting it out on the paper is now it becomes visible, it becomes defined, it becomes real. And once it becomes real, now you can start developing a plan of action to, to target it. Um, so again, that's uh, if, you're, if you're under so much distress, take the breath and start writing out this stuff so that you can actually see it. And it's not going to magically make it go away, but being able to just to write, write out specifically what those, what you're afraid of or what your concerns are. Um, I, I can tell you in, in, in general, that will help you feel better because now you you've identified it, you've defined it. And once you start defining those characteristics, you can see, Oh, wait a second, I could probably do this to mitigate this, or I can do this, or there's someone I can ask about that, or maybe I need more information here, but you can go forward with a plan of action rather than kind of having the brain sit in the uncertainty stew, where it's just starts going, what if, 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 and it just starts generating this massive increase in panic on top of it. Right. And, and you're really allowing that bridge of when sometimes stress can really breed this opportunity for creativity. Um, and so by being able to somehow acknowledge on paper what those things are, um, so you can actually have a concrete way of, a, you know, creating something new or different. And sometimes our lives are going to have to change. And mine included, you know, it just, just depends on where this all evolves. So yeah, I think, um, I love, I love writing things down, but, um, some people aren't used to that, but I, I think it's really therapeutic. Getting out, getting out in the open for sure. Yeah. Yeah. One, one last thing I thought we should mention is, um, how important nutrition is. Um, I, I know that a lot of physicians don't appreciate it because we're not taught these things, but, um, but nutrition in and of itself, not just from a, what they say, physical health, but your overall just mental health is going to be supported by better nutrition and, um, you know, real foods. It's really easy to just get a box and eat processed things. But um, in the end, that doesn't help us um, the most. And if we're going to be better for our family and for ourselves, then um, we need to get good nutrition. And of course, I always push the things that people are less likely to eat. And those are plant-based foods. Um, it's not that I'm saying anti-meat. It's just, um, there's a lot of nutrients that a lot of us end up missing if we don't, um, make sure we get all those other good things in. And it's a great opportunity as Dr. Kevin and I discussed earlier is to maybe start that garden. You never said you had time for. I did. (laughs) I've got four hanging uh, little baskets of things and, and things and planters and, um, in the ground. So, um, some of the places may not be open. Um, but some of, uh, I think like Lowe's Home Depot and those other places, um, still have some items that people could grow. You never know how long we're going to be in this. And while we're in it, you might as well let something grow and let nature take its course and provide you with maybe some food in the future. Um, save the seeds, learn how to do that on YouTube and <laughs> you can plant your own stuff perpetually. Um, but any thoughts about nutrition? Oh, no, it, you know, the, the key is, is really eating real food, right? Not mm-hmm. the fake stuff that, you know, all that processed stuff. And the opportunity that we do have is that we have time because it usually the things, well, I don't have time to do any of this stuff. Well, if you're stuck in home and you're under these kind of isolative protocols, you now have more time. So, now you can explore. There's a, there's a, God, there's so many recipes and YouTube videos and God knows what else. It'll teach you how to do any of this stuff. It really becomes a question right. of what you want to do. 
Um, the second part about that is from a financial situation. You know, granted, like super fresh produce can be more expensive than some of these other things. But um, some of the bulk items when it comes to things like beans and, and uh, they, those are more time intensive in a lot of ways, but they're not expensive and they're not whole, they're whole foods, not in the way of Amazon whole foods, but, but meaning full nutrient foods. And so now you can kind of march down the ladder and start using things that are closer to their base state like a bean or a leaf or something rather than whatever is processed in the box right. and start making real food out of that. And you have the time. It's generally less expensive. You're learning a new skill that in some ways may be enjoyable and it doesn't have to be complex. You know, this right. cooking does, you can cook with three ingredients. And um, in fact, that's my sort of limit on a lot of the cooking I do. I want <laughs> has to be three ingredients or less. And we survive. Um, uh -oh. maybe a couple more here and there and actually we eat pretty good but yeah. Uh, yeah well definitely I think um, you know if you can have a stash of you know onions potatoes you know legumes or the beans um, you know there's there's some things that can be frozen so I've cut up a lot of uh, uh, vegetables especially some of the it's funny I went in there and it was all empty in one of these grocery stores except for the organic produce and of different you know, vegetables people aren't usually accustomed to. Like this is the perfect time to like, you know, grab something different. You don't have to eat it in its raw state. You can, you know, saute just about anything with a little bit of oil and put some onions. And if you like mushrooms or whatever, saute those and then just cut up the vegetables, whatever they are, even if you can't pronounce the name and just saute them together and try something new and have that for two or three days if you make a big batch. And I mean, I just had Swiss chard and leeks and it sounds gross, but I had, they have so many, yeah, but it's really good. Cause you know, if you go like some of these places have the, the spices, you can just put them in bags and they're like 30 cents, you know, for a little bag, you can get your spices. So it tastes really awesome. Um, bulk food aisle. Yeah. What's that? Is it the bulk food aisle? I, I, yeah. I love bulk food aisle. It's like my favorite place to go. Winkle. Oh my gosh. I didn't realize there was that many different spices. They even have things for you can, I have fish that I caught with my father last week. And we, it's bass. I'm like, I don't know if I really want the bass, but all these spices and I coat it with all these breadcrumbs. They have fancy breadcrumbs. Yeah. And that stuff was good. Like, like restaurant. Hungry. I wouldn't say I'm the best cook, but it was, you know, put it stuff in your freezer. And uh, well, like, here's the other, you can start doing just a little bit of cooking and you start getting better. And yeah. I used to be a big, like, oh, I, I always want to go out. I want to go out. I like to go out to eat all the time. And my wife wasn't ever big. She didn't like it as much as I did. It was kind of a point of contention and then um what and she's a really good cook i'm i'm okay like my three ingredients are literally olive oil salt and pepper <laughs> and if i have those <laughs> i'm pretty good but um you know once you start cooking and then you start going and then what really changed we would go to a restaurant i'm like what do we pay for this i can make this at home you know it's not mm -hmm. like and it was probably gonna be better and then and if you're gonna you know you're stuck at home a, a glass or two of wine a day is not bad for you and, uh, you know, that's a lot cheaper than having to buy it when you're at dinner somewhere else. And it can, it can, you can find it more. If you may find through this, this, this uh, global pandemic, some really powerful and useful skills that yes. make your home life even better than they were before. Absolutely. And I have to add uh, on a note about gardening or trying something new. Just have a little bit, and I can't make you want to feel this or do this, but I would say that Keep an open mind and 
be okay with just following like a recipe or, or just going step by step. Don't no expectations of how it's going to turn out. Just literally just go through and just do each step. It's that initial phase of just trying that is that's like that you need that for the inertia or the momentum for you to feel like just doing it next time everything that you try to accomplish, you're going to have that initial resistance. Mm -hmm. And because it's an unknown and you've never done it before, but I'd say, go, go find something you can plant with your kid in the ground. It's such a great opportunity to teach them where food comes from and that these nutrients, how you, I mean, even how you take care of a plant can be reinforced how you take care of your own body. I mean, there's so much good. Um, also something to do and get outside a little bit and instead of being cooped up, um, I think it's uh, get a little sunshine if it's not too <laughs> cloudy. Um, but, you know, just hearing nature, I, I just feel so much better when I actually pay attention to what's around me um, instead of being focused on the stress. Um, there's a lot of beauty in this world despite all that's going on. And um, I think we have to keep getting doses of that um, for ourselves and for our sanity. No, I, yeah, if we kind of pull them back a little bit and, uh, and, and, and return to what really matters, right? Zoom out. You just need to move. You need to sleep. You need to eat. You need to see your family, do a couple other things. That's about it, right? And all this other nonsense can kind of get cleared away a little bit. <laughs> it just may take a pandemic to focus our attention on, right. on really, 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 really what is, what is crucial. Yeah. I think it's a transcendental moment for the country dealing with this pandemic. Oh, yeah. I totally agree. I totally agree. Yeah. Any other, oh. any other things to add? Well, there's a lot, but, um, <laughs> but we can continue next we, week. We can continue on another week. Yeah. Yeah. And as always, if you guys have anything out there and you want to have specific questions on, let us know. But, um, I think through the, through the, the key thing, like with this, I mean, obviously this is, I was talking to another friend a couple of days ago and, and I called it a purple swan. You know, there's a black swan, which is an extremely rare, extremely relevant, has, you know, a huge change associated with it. And, and they say in hindsight, you couldn't, you could only predict it by hindsight. And I don't know if really that's true, but this is like all like three or four of those black swans put together, which creates a purple swan, which is like a really globally defining moment. Like this will be something that is a um, hundred years from now, this will be talked about. Um, but we're we're resilient like we all we've and we've talked multiple times about this the human body is this remarkably resilient healing machine and humans as a species are remarkably resilient and so no matter how dark it seems right now or how dark it may you know tomorrow may seem um we have this amazing capacity to overcome really really bad things and so as much bad as being published there's a lot of good things and there's going to be some really fantastic innovations I think coming out of this as well. People are going to, uh, you know, we, we're great at adapting. We're great at, at overcoming struggles and I, it, we're going to come through this. It's just, it's going to be challenging. It will be challenging. Yeah, I agree. And I, I said transcendental moment, but I think more of an existential, existential, it could be both, but like a existential crisis for some, because they have to evaluate what's really important but like you said there's there's so much good that can can come of of people from this what seems to be a, a not an enjoyable time it's it's uh, fairly stressful for so many but i think there is so much hope and as we say with this pandora podcast there is a lot of hope because of the capacity of the human being 
Yep. People are, you know, there's a lot of, a lot, you know, we see all the bad behaviors, but there's a lot of good behaviors that are happening too. And those are the ones that are, we should be focusing on. So. Absolutely. All right. Well, I guess till next week, I'm Dr. Katie with Dr. Kevin on the Pandora podcast, trying to give you hope and encouraging you to say. Stay safe Kevin. and socially isolated. There you go. <laughs> Bye. All right. Take care, folks. Thank you for joining us today on the Pandora podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please let us know through a five-star rating on iTunes or your current podcast listening service. And be sure to check out the information and resources available at Pandora.com.